fit for life. Your biblical pathway to success. Make this year your best year by studying to show yourself approved. Join us in our new Fit for Life classes to follow your biblical pathway to success. This is a class for everyone, whether you are a new believer or a mature believer. Every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. in the Fit for Life class. Well, I was asked to uh, present uh, and teach from the book that Pastor Larry authored years ago, Breaking the Ten Curses that Block the Blessing. Now, each and every one of those are significant. And let me just give you a list of what those curses are. Because I struggled a little bit on how am I going to teach this book? You can't teach the entire book in one class. It's just impossible. Uh, but I went before the Lord and I asked the Lord, please, Lord, show me what, what is it that you want me to teach that really covers a multitude of these curses. And he told me, we need to deal first with the curse of anger. So we're going to discuss the curse of anger. We're going to talk about identifying it. We're going to, well, first, we're going to talk about how, how, how does anger come in, how uh, it, it affects our lives, how we deal with it, and how we receive and walk in the blessing of breaking that curse in our life. Amen? But let's just talk first about these 10 curses. The first one that Pastor Larry authored in the book was the creative power of speech. The second is the curse of evil speech, which in ancient Hebrew, they called that lashon hora, lashon hora. Uh, that is L-O-S-H-O-N, then H-O-R-A. Amen? The third in the book is, of course, the curse of anger. Then we have the curse of your money, curse of witchcraft, the curse of shedding innocent blood, the curse of unforgiveness, the curse of racism, the curse of legalism versus law. Many people are caught up in a legalistic setting, which legalism is an abstract of God's true law. And then also the curse of not honoring our father and mother. Amen? So those are the curses. But like I mentioned, we are going to discuss the curse of anger because anger does have an impact on the creative speech we speak. Okay, and, and in that, it's once, like for myself, I've, as I've been angry before, I have great remorse shortly thereafter. And sometimes I speak negative things into my life like how stupid could I have been? Uh, and this is after I try to justify me being angry, of course. But how stupid can I be? I'm not a good person. I, I shouldn't even exist. You know, these kind of things people will speak into their life after being upset and angry at people. Also, anger creates evil speech. It's us being angry at someone and saying bad things to them and behind their back, about them. Angry, evil speech is basically speech that is creating a personal assassination on somebody's character. And a lot of it is der a derivative of anger. Okay? That isn't what God has planned for us. Anger also can put a curse on our money. As an example, we may get upset with our spouse. And to get even, what do we do? We go out and buy an expensive gift. We get even. We're going to go spend money because I'm so upset with them. 
That's not being wise with your money because it's a vendetta. Amen? So we are today speaking about breaking the curse of anger. I was asked to teach from Pastor Larry's book, Breaking the Ten Curses. Amen? And we're going to address the spirit of and the curse of anger. The other thing that anger creates is the shedding of innocent blood. Today, people are so upset and angry with one another at times. People are, are hurting one another. They're killing one another because of that anger. Also, it's, anger creates a curse of unforgiveness. We are so angry at somebody, we carry the burden of unforgiveness for years and years and years. And it all derived from something upsetting us. That is not what God wants, and he would want to break that curse. Also, anger is, is a derivative of curse of racism, which is a very, and that, that is one of the most impactful chapters of this book in dealing with the anger and with racism. Amen? Very powerful. And the last thing, again, it goes back to the anger that we may have with our mother and father, and we will address this. We can be upset with our parents, and I dealt with this myself personally for many years before I got saved, how I loathe my father. He was so, and I don't want to get into that, but it, 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 you know, I just carried and harbored a, a feeling towards him that was not right. So something that I gleaned from this book that Pastor Larry wrote was that with anger, the curse of anger will often produce many types of sickness in our lives, amen? It's not a healthy, it's not healthy at all. So let's talk about generational curses. In the book, Pastor shared a story of a movie called Yentl. It's a story of a young Jewish woman who wanted to learn and study the Talmud. But women were not accepted in schools for studies. So that was a main part of that, but there was also another um, side story within this movie. And it had to do with a young up-and-coming rabbi who was just off the charts brilliant as a young man. He was engaged to be married to a young woman in this. And before they became married, the young lady's family canceled the wedding. Just canceled. And they're like, why? Here's why. The young rabbi had a brother who committed suicide. And the young lady's family did not want that curse to enter in to their family. Amen? Let's also talk about when we go to the doctor's office. When we go to the doctor for the very first time and we meet this, these people at this new clinic, they give us all this paperwork to fill out. They also want to know our family history. They want to know what is it in your line that your family may have so we can monitor you. Let's also talk about gifts and talents that are passed down from generation to generation. The very first guy that came to my mind in sports was Tiger Woods and his young son, Charlie. Charlie's coming up through the ranks, and he will be a force someday in the GPA to reckon with. He has the same talent that his father had. Let's also talk about football. We have Archie Manning and his two sons. We all know Peyton and Eli, Peyton the Colts, Eli the, the, the Giants. And then I do not wanna miss a spiritual influence. How about the great Reverend Billy Graham? 
and his son Franklin, who's carrying the torch today. You see, things are passed on from, our, from generation to generation. You'll see it in the talents, but also be aware there are those things that carry in the curses, amen? And that is why God told Moses in Exodus 20, verse five, in the 10 commandments, this is, he said that he would visit the iniquities or the curses of the fathers to the third and fourth generations. This is why it's so important that we identify the curses in our lives so we can stop them right here, right now in our generation. That way when our lives produce and move forward, our offsprings, our children, our grandchildren, third and fourth generation, walk in the divine blessing of God, amen? And it's because we were wise enough and thank God we were introduced and received the revelations from a man who understood it. We are so blessed to be in this church, let me tell you. Amen? All right. So, anger. Anger will keep you from your own promised land. And I want to share the story of Moses. There's three different times in history of Moses' life that you can see his anger. First time. When Moses was being raised in Egypt as a young man, he was out one day amongst the people, and he saw an Egyptian taskmaster beating one of the Egyptian slaves. Something inside Moses rose up in anger, and he took the life of that Egyptian. He, and then he took that Egyptian and buried him in the sand, hit him, hoping. And of course, Moses was looking about, making sure that nobody saw him. Well, the word says that the following day, Moses went back out and he saw two Hebrew brothers, the brethren, they were fighting. And Moses approached the Hebrew that was beating on the other one and says, why are you doing this? And of course, the Hebrew said, listen, uh, are you going to kill me and bury me in the sand just like you did the Egyptian? Of course, we know fear struck Moses and he took off. Now, I want us to think about this. Let's just say hypothetically that Moses did not kill the Egyptian. Because Moses spent 40 years in the desert. Would have the Egyptians been delivered earlier by not having the anger and killing the Egyptian? Story number two. Moses, as he was spending 40 days up on the mountain, receiving the, the Ten Commandments, as he descended from the mountain, he saw the people having... Uh, festivities. They were partying. They were having a great time. And what happened was Aaron kind of gave into that because he kind of wanted to get along to go along because the people were grumbling saying, where is this Moses? He's been gone. He's not coming back. Let's make for us a God that we can worship. But Moses wasn't gone. When he came down, he saw this. He became, again, something rose up. He became very angry. He cast the tablets to the ground. He he, he broke them, and he went and dealt with the Egyptian people. The word says that he took the golden calf, he ground it up into powder, he threw it in the water, and he made the, Egypt, I mean the, the Hebrew people drink that water with the golden powder in it. Now, this last story in time, Moses uh, was, and Aaron were hearing the grumblings of the of the. Hebrew people, they needed water. 
Now, before I get into that, let me share this with you. I don't know if everybody knew this, but there were two different occasions that God brought water out of a rock for the Egyptian people. Two different times. Two different times. The first time was in Exodus 14, 16. And this story I'm about to tell you is in Numbers 27 through 11. And when I'm finished the story, I'll, I'll share with you the reasoning of what happened and why things happened the way they did. Moses and Aaron were listening to the grumblings of the Hebrew people. They needed water. They needed water for their livestock, this, that, and the other, where they were in the desert. So Moses and Aaron went before the Lord, and God said, listen, Moses and Aaron, assemble the people and the elders and go stand before this rock. Take with you your staff. Speak to the rock, and water will come forth. Well, they did that. They went before the rock. They spoke to the rock. The people behind Moses was grumbling and, and, and giving him a hard time. And he says, you rebels. And he took his staff and hit the rock two times. The water came forth. Well, you see, that wasn't what God's plan was for Moses and Aaron at that time. The first time that uh, Moses struck the rock, that was a symbol of the crucifixion, crucifixion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The second time, he was not supposed to hit the rock. He was supposed to speak to the rock and wait on the Lord. So you see, we have a Savior that we can go to and ask. Sometimes we don't get the immediate answer, but we should wait. Moses took it upon himself, like many of us at times do. We take it upon ourselves and do it on our own. That time when Moses and Aaron had done that, God says enough is enough. You see, our Lord, he's a loving, long-suffering, merciful God. But it gets to the point where he says, enough is enough, Moses. You're not going to the promised land. You're not getting in. You see, if we act out and don't behave correctly, and we allow this curse of violence on our life, it's going to get to the point where God's like, hey, enough is enough. I have abundant blessing for your life, but your behavior is not representing what I'm looking for, and this blessing is not going to come forth if you continue. Amen? So we got to remember, every time that Moses acted out in anger. He was showing himself not worthy to represent our Lord. Think about that. All of us, all of us are created in the image, in the likeness. We are created to worship and to serve our God. And this has happened to me many a times where I have been upset and I have diminished my Christian walk by anger, by something that I said, by the way I spend my money, Okay, and thank God he's, like I said, he's a loving, merciful, long-suffering God, you know, and his plan was for me to be here with you fine people today, you know, and I'm thankful for that. So I want to share a little story about a young man that I ran into that I know that, that his story here is kind of like this. He, uh, he moved from out of state and married a young girl here in town. This young lady has a big family. 
She has a lot of brothers. So these brothers of her berate him. He married this girl, and these brothers berate him. They give him a really hard time. And a lot of it, and I tell this young man, a lot of it is that they see your qualities because he is a quality young man, and he loves God, and he wants to do good. These guys, on the other hand, are jealous and, and are fearful of this guy. So they do the next thing they do. They can do this. Well, he was really angry about the whole situation the other day. And I shared the story I just shared with you about Moses. I broke it down piece by piece. He knows it, but he doesn't know it. You know what I mean? And a couple days ago, I saw him, and he said, man, I thank you for that. He says, my mother-in-law loves me. Loves me probably more than her sons, which I doubt that. But, but I said, just think if you did something and hurt, hurt one of her kids, how would you look to her? How would your anger acting out on one of her children affect you and her? Because let me tell you something. I truly believe this. I think that if you win the mom, you will win the family. I truly believe that. If you win the mama's heart as a young man dating her daughter, you will win the family. Amen? So, let me ask you, do you want to enter your own personal promised land? Do you want to enter that? Amen? Well, let's make a decision today to break some of these curses. Amen? All right. Is everybody all right with this? Amen. All right. So, my next point is, how do we respond to the curse of anger to begin with? How do we respond? When, when something comes up, how do we respond to it? So we don't lose our witness, basically. Number one, let's first identify this, this thing that's causing us to become angry. You see, angry has two things, or affects two to three things. One, uh, anger is, is, is out of fear. Anger is done out of not being able to control a situation. I went before God years ago, when my business was, was beginning to grow, and I'm like, God, please increase me, please increase me, please increase me. You know, you know, you know how it is. God, I really want to do good. I want to increase. Man, it wasn't but a month later. Increase was coming. Praise God, it was coming. But I became overwhelmed. I felt like things were out of control, so I acted out in anger because I wasn't able to keep my thumb on everything. And the Lord told me, if you continue to behave this way, no increase. No increase. So I had to get my act together. And I had to learn, okay, God's got this. So when anger became to come, began to rise up, I identified what was coming. And uh, the other thing, too, in overcoming and uh, responding to fear is let's confess it. I would at times come to Lauren and say, man, I got to confess this and share with her the situation that day. You gotta confess it. Gotta confess it. And we do, we do that with this prayer that is in James 5.16. The word says, confess your sins. I also wrote in there, confess your faults and your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. Lord, pray for me today, please. I mean, I've come home, I had a bad day, and I did some stuff I shouldn't have done. And then the following day, I would go and apologize to those people because I know who I'm representing. And I try, my, I try to 
live my life, not a holy roller, but if you see my life, you can actually read the Bible through the way I act in my life. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I really strive to serve God in a manner that is pleasing unto him. So confess your prayers and also understand that the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Amen? The third thing is, is we've got to understand where the root cause of this anger comes from. Generally, anger is, is, is a derivative of somebody doing something to us or doing something that, that we are not in agreement with. Like if I, if I ask these guys, hey, I need you to go over here, take care of this, take care of this, take care of this, I have in my mind how I want them to do it. So hours later, I go back and I take a look and, well, they didn't do that and they didn't do that and that's not quite like how it should be. I get upset and get angry. I used to. Here's the thing you need to understand. Satan uses people as a tool and that we do not fight with flesh and blood but against the principalities and powers and the rulers of this dark age. That is where it starts from. Satan is always trying to get you, get into it, aggravate you. So when anger comes up, you gotta go, oh, that's a trick from the devil. That's Satan using that Poor soul to aggravate me. I'm going to reassess this whole thing and be still. Make sense? Amen. So remember, how do we respond to the curses of anger? Identify it, confess it, and understand where its true derivative, its true essence comes from. Because it's, it, it, that poor soul, they may be acting out. But they don't know. What's the word say in Hosea 6, uh, 4, 6? For my people perish for the lack of knowledge. They don't know. And that's, that's where it takes me now to uh, the closing of this teaching is, can a curse be broken? Absolutely. Absolutely. Most definitely. And a curse is stopped in the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? In the name and the blood. Christ may have died for us on Calvary for our salvation, but remember the teaching, the seven places Jesus shed his blood, those places brought us deliverance. We are delivered from the curse of anger. We are set free from all the curses that I spoke because of the blood. Get in the blood, get in the word, understand that we are delivered. You know, pastor wrote that the Lord showed him, and I just mentioned it, the Lord showed him, and this is a quote from his book, that he had gone to Calvary to receive his salvation, but he didn't stay long enough to get his deliverance. There's a lot of his personal testimony in here that, I, that I, I think it's his testimony to share and not mine to share. It's a revelation that I got from the book that I share. But pastor says, listen, once I was saved, I still had these things that I was dealing with. I still had these things I had to overcome. And as he continued to serve God and mature, he received the revelation, put it to paper and pen, and brought it to us in this book. Amen? So, uh, we need to understand the significance of the power of the blood and the name of Jesus, which as I look in here, we are very mature and know that. 
The other thing is, is that we need to spend time at Calvary at times. We don't need to continue to re-crucify Christ, but we got to understand that when we did go to Calvary, maybe we didn't stay long enough and receive the true deliverance. So that's where we got to get into this word. We got to get into prayer. We got to get in, in, in into church. We got to get in and, and find new groups of people to spend time with so we can grow and become more. You know, don't miss the opportunity of entering your own promised land. Because God has written a great plan for your life. You are predestined for greatness for the kingdom of heaven. Greatness. So, let's go before the Lord today and let's break off this curse of anger and all the other curses. And let's receive God's joy, his peace and happiness. And I really want to pray. I want you to pray with me this prayer today that Pastor wrote from his book. And pray this with me. Say, Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I repent for the spirit of anger on myself. And I also ask you to forgive me for the ones that I have hurt. I break this curse, this family curse. And I claim today, it's not only broken, but it is reversed. I release joy, peace, and happiness. Not someday, but today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. The curse has been broken and the blessing has been released. Amen. So, with this word... God is turning the story upside down in your life. And always remember, as Pastor says, your best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for these precious, precious saints, Lord, as we come together and we strive to grow in the word of God. We love you, Lord. And we want to be all that we can be for you and for the people out there who need us. And Father, let us accumulate and build the kingdom of heaven through our talents and our gifts. And Father God, thank you for your Holy Spirit that empowers us to do so. We honor you today. We give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless. Everybody have a wonderful Sunday.